All right, college baseball fans, what a wonderful weekend we just had full of college baseball. And we're here to break down and recap week seven. God, I can't believe it's already week seven. That is crazy. End of week How many seven. weeks are there total? Um, I want to say close to 16 sounds right. 1640. That, One, that's a great two, question. Three, we four, should know five, this. Six. <laughs> There's six more. Okay, so, so 13. Thir- 13 weekends. 13 or 14, depending on. what. Whatever it is, man, it's been fun. The weekend seven was a good one. But there was like, I, I know there was some big series and there was fun series to watch. So you got Florida and Ole Miss and you got some ACC series out there as well. But there was just a bunch of like little things that caught my attention. And you did a really good job, Dimitri, like documenting most of that on um, documenting most of them on Twitter. And I really want to start the show by talking to some of those that caught my attention and, and drew some buzz on social media. Obviously, we're going to get to the top 25 and the mid-major power rankings and our bottom 10 rankings. No team left behind. We'll do that at the end of the show. But like the number one thing from this weekend that stood out to me was – Either the let's see, either Wake Forest is Cam or not Cam Lanzilli. Um, what's the guy's first name? Lanzilli, Chris Lanzilli, <laughs> Chris Kevin Cam. We should Cam know this too. I don't know. I don't know where you're talking. Where you're going with this? So go the, ahead. So he he hits a home run off of Luke Smith and then gets back into the dugout and just flips him the bird. And everybody knows oh. Luke Smith as the guy who had some choice words when Louisville played Vanderbilt in the College World Series two years ago. And I don't know what happened, if there was like some shit talking going on between, between the two schools or not. If, but I need to go back and watch that part of that game and see. There, there has to be a reason. It was so random. It was so random, but you know there was probably some words before that. And it was something. Just, and it wasn't like, like benches cleared or anything. It was like, you know, Luke Smith saw the middle finger, kind of head nodded, and like things were over with. So they might know each other, maybe from you know playing ball growing up. Who knows? Or maybe they were just really pissed at each other. But it was fun. Uh, it, it was, was so random. He just like was in the pile of all his teammates heading to dugout, and he just aggressively threw it up. And I was like, <laughs> dude, that was so random. It was Chris Lanzilli. Uh, his brother Cam actually talks to me a lot on Twitter, so that's why I got Cam. But. Yeah, it was like Sunday morning, Easter morning. And first thing I see on Twitter is some dude tagging us in a video of Chris Lanzilli just flipping the bird to Luke Smith. So that was funny. Uh, And also, speaking of Wake Forest baseball, Bobby Seymour just throws in the biggest dip I think college baseball has ever seen right on camera on ESPN2 or whatever channel it was on. That was also funny. So Wake Forest ended up The cameraman, like – I get it. It's content because I'm here for the content. I love to see it. But get your camera off the dude. Give him some privacy. He needs to put a dip in. Leave <laughs> him was, alone and then, and then come back private. on him. There was nothing I mean, private about throwing I mean, that he, dip in. <laughs> there's nothing private. But at the same time, think about it. The camera wasn't on him. It would have been private. So it's like, I mean, the dude had three fingers in it. He three finger pinched that thing and dug in there. And I mean, okay. I don't want to like sit here and break down because tobacco is bad for you and you have to be 21 to have it. So if you're under 21, close your ears, um, cover your ears. But um, he three finger dug into there and pulled his lip out and just shoved that thing in there. 
and the camera didn't even move it wasn't even like a stutter it wasn't it was just sitting there and the dude was just in a conversation put it in and i'm like dude get the camera off of him yeah (laughs) it was it was definitely not what bobby seymour's mom probably wanted to see when she was watching the game and you're right i'm glad you brought that up oh my god i I wish there was like a camera on the wall of her (laughs) like on her laptop watching the game and she probably like her son oh my god or her son is just packing an absolute hammer in. Her son is like trending on Twitter. And I'm glad you said it. I mean, it is illegal in the game of college baseball to play with tobacco. And I hope he doesn't get any kind of repercussions. He won't. There was some promotion about us and like other you know, college baseball accounts like retweeting it. But we weren't the first one to post it. We were just reposting it. And I thought it was funny. There was a lot of people that really didn't no, care. I think, I think it's illegal to be on the field with it. No, I, it in the I, dugout. I think it's in the dugout too. I know that if, if you get caught with tobacco, your head coach gets ejected and you get ejected and you're suspended for two games. Plus most schools double the, the suspension um, from the, like the school. Well, see, I don't know it. that rule because I've never done that before. So I have no idea. Yeah. But it was just Sunday morning, Easter morning. I wake up like, oh, cool. There's some games on. I'm going to watch some of them. And then boom, right in our face, middle finger and, a, and a, just like a huge wad of dip being thrown at us from Wake Forest. But mm. um, there was way more important stuff going on. I just had to talk about that. Like how about Notre Dame running a wheel play to, to perfection? We talked about it before the show, how we've, we've probably practiced the wheel play at Mercer and in high school. A bazillion times. A bazillion times. And we've never seen it work. And Notre Dame, if you don't know what the wheel play is, it's when the shortstop, you know, gets daylight, sprints to third, charge on the bunt. And the goal is to get the lead runner out at third base, whether it's first and second or just a runner yep. on second. You know, the second breaks to first, shortstop fake picks or whatever, run past the, sh- the runner a second, pitcher goes home when he sees daylight, which is which means space between the shortstop and the runner where he has a clear advantage over the runner beating him to third base because, okay, we want to get, want to break this down. We can the second baseman did a very poor job because you're supposed to go with the shortstop. When you see shortstop running, you get a bigger lead with him because the second baseman is going to first. There's nobody at short or at second base. So you go with him halfway, whatever you want. You should not get beat on that play. No. And guy laid down a bunt, third baseman crash, fielded it, hosed the third, double play ball at first. Double it play never, ever, ever I've works. never seen it work it's, so perfectly. It's probably equivalent, if we're comparing sports, to like a hook and ladder in football. Like everything has to go like perfect timing and it no, never I does. I think if it's like, I think of it as like a, uh, a fake punt executed or a fake field goal executed perfectly yeah something like that where it requires a lot of timing like maybe a equivalent to like a half court alley-oop or something in basketball it just never works out the way planned and so there was a couple of people commenting on that tweet that we, we put video out of kind of like oh why didn't the guy just pull back and swing away and hit the ball up the middle like yes you're supposed to do that but i promise you as a hitter the last thing you want is to swing a miss at that pitch and get the runner thrown out at third and you walk back to the dugout trying to explain to your coach why you didn't just bunt the ball. It's like a hitter's worst nightmare. And then he's going to say, bunt at the first base, dumbass. And then yeah. you're going to be like, oh, like, yeah, just, just do it and just take the L. <laughs> just do it and just think that it, it probably works 1% of the time, maybe less than one. But it was cool to see Notre Dame do that. Notre Dame is 
you know, they're split right now, one and one against Pitt. They're going for a series win. And if they win that, they'll be at the top of the ACC. Uh, some other cool notes that actually, happen- um, actually, Louisville, I think, has a firm grip on it. On what? First place? Uh, no. Because- because Louisville, Louisville, Louisville is ten and four, in Notre Dame. I mean, mm. they have more wins than them. They have more wins than them, but in terms of win percentage, Louisville. Mm. Yes, yes, you're right. Louisville's win percentage in conference is seven fourteen. Notre Dame is six eighty eight. You're right. Okay. So, but if they win, it won't go up to seven fourteen. It'll go up, but they'll have two more wins in conference. But uh, yeah. So Louisville's ten and four. Notre Dame's eleven and five. If they win tomorrow, they'll be twelve and five. I believe ten and I mean, four still would, has a higher winning con- percentage. I would consider Notre Dame in first at twelve and five. Yeah, because I agree. that's a two out of three weekend. They're still yeah. ahead. Well, something that surprised me: Virginia Tech is actually tied for first in the Coastal with Georgia Tech for uh, first place, and then Miami's ten and seven right behind them. So the ACC Coastal is all loaded up now. If Pitt wins tomorrow, they'll be ten and eight. Miami ten and seven. Georgia Tech eleven and seven. Virginia Tech eleven and six, uh, or Georgia Tech. 11 and 7, Virginia Tech 11 and 7. I don't know what I just said there. I mean, but... I mean it'll be a one game separation between first and fourth. Right. Actually, and... yeah, it'll be a two game between first and fifth. Which that's is crazy. Like, it just shows crazy. how just shows how like any given day the ACC like anybody can beat anybody because we saw I mean, last place Virginia take two out of three against Georgia Tech who was in first place. I mean, Ben now that we're talking about the ACC, which if somebody said $100 Notre Dame doesn't finish first in the Atlantic division, are you taking that bet? $100 that Virginia... Notre Dame does not finish first. Oh, that Virginia... Or Sorry, Notre Dame does not finish first. I don't know where I keep getting Virginia from. Notre Dame not finish first. Yeah, I would say they're not going to finish first. Uh, I, would, I was wondering what was taking you so long to like process Dude, that that, is, that is like a that is an <laughs> absolutely hammer it asap put your life savings on it notre dame is not gonna win the, the coastal i the mean Atlantic. i mean dude i say that and it's, it's really not that gimmicky but i just don't see them keeping up for so long do i think they're a regional team and all that stuff absolutely i just don't see them finishing first i just feel like louisville is deeper yeah. And I, I, I still think Notre Dame really good. I just think Louisville is deeper. They play t- 26 games. Notre Dame plays 17. That's a good point. Yeah, Louisville has played nine more games. And so. I don't know. I, Louisville definitely has better players. Now, I don't know if they're going to you know play better, but they have better players. There's a little oxymoron for you. Um, but, yeah, sticking with the ACC, uh, Florida State hits a walk-off home run on Saturday, and they win 8 nothing today. So they win two out of three. Good weekend for them. They're bouncing back. They're in third place in that Atlantic division there. Uh, anything else in the ACC that really stuck out to you? I, I don't Clemson, think... um, manhandling NC State. And that was on the pick em, by the way. Um, who did I pick? I, I forgot who I picked in the pick em. That was so long ago. You picked, you picked Clemson. Oh, yeah. And they won two out of three. Yeah. They lost today, or they lost, yeah, today, yeah, Sunday. But yeah, so Clemson like actually has a pretty, like, not too hard schedule. Oh, uh, yeah, they do. Wow, yeah, they do. No, but they're but they're they're playing so much better than they did so in the much year. I mean, shit, they lost six straight at one point. Right, and 
They lose two close, like one run games against South Carolina that could have easily went their favor. So, I mean, I don't. I mean, we'll see what we'll, we'll see what Clemson does the next two weeks. Yeah, because I mean, Virginia and Miami, Virginia they should beat if they're a good team. They will beat them, and then Miami. We'll see what happens. I think Miami's going to only get better. I mean, I still think I they're would shit right so. now. I, I still think so. they're shit. Um, they they just they just they make so many errors and mistakes, but they're young for the most for some part, and I think they're only going to keep getting better. So, the Miami we see in June is not going to be the Miami we saw last week or get swept by Florida State. So we'll see. I'm looking but, forward to the ACC tournament, man. Uh, is it in Durham again? Like it always is. Um, I, I, think I would so. imagine. Yeah, I, I would so. imagine. That's going right? to be fun, just because you could have a 12 seed end up winning the whole thing. Absolutely not. But anyways, yeah, <laughs> these teams are so even, so even. Moving on though, let's move to the Big Twelve. TCU sweeps Oklahoma. They're six and zero in the Big Twelve, and the team that we thought was going to run away with it was Texas Tech. And of course, they lose two out of three this weekend. Right after we brag about them, rank them super high. They lose two out of three to Kansas State, and you know they beat the best pitcher on Kansas State on Thursday night. Our boy. Um, Hold on, I was doing something else. Jordan Wicks. They beat our boy Jordan Wicks on, on Thursday, and then they lose back-to-back games to lose the series to Kansas State, which just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, that's weird. But you know what? Texas Tech was bound to slip up at some point. I mean, when you're – I mean, but – Well, they weren't playing at home. That's the problem. I know, I know. I never want to lose at home, but – I mean, they got so lucky when they walked off Gonzaga. They got so lucky when they they've had they had so many lucky breaks. So it was a matter of time before. Because think about this, they're what's their record? Yeah, they're twenty and six. Think about it. They started the season zero and three, so they're twenty three and three since then. Yeah, but they're three and three in the Big Twelve, and they go to TCU, or actually they host TCU next week. And TCU, what are you talking about? They were at Kansas State. So they're three and three in the Big Twelve. I know, but I was saying you, I said Texas Tech, you know, one, you know, catches up to them, but they were at Kansas State. They weren't at home. I said that's why I said they were not at home. Like we we yeah. say, we always talk about how well they play at home. Like I'm not yeah. even sure if they've lost a home game. They lost they one lost home game Oklahoma to State. Oklahoma State. That's the only home game they've lost all year. So. That's uh that's pretty impressive. They're 16 and 1 at home, 1 and 2 on the road, 3 and 3 neutral site. But they get to host TCU next weekend, which is going to be in my opinion probably the number one matchup outside of the SEC uh, next weekend. So that'll be fun. The uh the other funny thing that happened in the Big 12 a lot of people saw it on social media, but Kansas had a little sign in their dugout next to their coach where he stands. And it says horns down, and it has the Texas horns down. It was on their it was on the door to the clubhouse. Yeah, door to the clubhouse in the in the lock or in the dugout, and of course they get swept. And like, how are you going to have a sign that says horns down on it, even after being down two games out of like losing the first two games of the series and expecting to win after that? Like Texas just man like, dude, you're Kansas, dude. Get that shit out of here. Yeah, this isn't basketball, buddy. This is can like Kansas baseball. You guys are 15 and 11 this year. Most of your rem- wins. Are- you know what that reminds me of? You know what this reminds me of? Remember the movie Longest Yard? Yeah. And he's like, any of y'all play football? And he's like, yeah, I did Kansas State. 
He's like, oh, we came to the state for Coach Snyder. He's like, nah, Kansas State Penitentiary. <laughs> yeah, we play Kansas baseball. Kansas baseball, a basketball? Like, no, baseball. <laughs> a little bit different, but yeah, Texas yeah. wins all three games, sweeps them, five two, seven nothing, and eleven to two. Kansas didn't have it. Like, they need to just not be cute. Just go out there, try to win at one or two games a weekend. None of this horns down stuff. I get it. It's funny, but you're going to get swept when, when they see that. Yeah, yeah. Like, like A&M threw that, that horn down shit. They threw that down after they won the game. Don't right. Print out some cute little paper from Word document, like from Microsoft Word, horn down, and then get your ass swept. Yeah, get just swept. Like, 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 if I, like, if I, like, that's what you, that's the kind of at shit home. you wipe your ass. At yeah. home. They yeah. were at home, weren't they? Who is Kansas? Like, what have you done? Stop when was the it. last time we've seen Kansas in a regional? I can't even remember. I mean, probably three, four years ago, I think. But yeah, but, but what? Like what? Like it's like no, like stop doing that. Speaking of Big Twelve and stuff, Ben, on Saturday, Oklahoma State and West Virginia played a four-hour and twenty-minute game. Okay, there were thirty-two runs scored. The final score was twenty-one to twelve, I believe, or uh, twenty-one to eleven. 21-11, yep. 21-11, 32 runs scored, 23 hit, 23 walks, 14 pitchers, 423 <laughs> total pitches. Ew. Ew. So I said, this ain't, I said, this ain't it. And Colin Thoreau was like, dude, this ain't it. Grow up. And then he was like, dude, that's like fun baseball. A lot of people like that. And I was like, dude, that is the most boring baseball. He's like, you wouldn't want to be in the stands watching that game. I said, absolutely not. I'm taking my ass home and watching something to else. 11. Ew. Like, obviously, I'm all for runs being scored. I was a hitter, and, like, those are fun. But with the amount of walks, walks, yeah, the walks just don't make it fun. And that's why – I mean, that's the biggest difference between college baseball and, like, Major League Baseball is just pitchers being able to throw strikes consistently, especially in the third let me, game. Let me, let me put it into perspective – how, how much 23 walks in you you just listen to this okay so 23 walks west clark has 25 walks in 23 games so let's just say four to five ab's a game about about 108 at bats right there he has 25 walks okay now Please, 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 NCAA.com. Give me walks allowed per nine innings. Here we go. I'm really curious uh, to see what you come up with here because I'm on the edge of my seat. Walks allowed per nine innings for a team stat. Okay, here we go. Let's put this in perspective. Fairfield has thrown 32 innings. They've allowed seven or 14 walks. Dude. Oh, my God. All right, Southern Miss has thrown 208 innings, 49 walks. So think about it, nine, 23 walks and 18 innings combined between the two teams. Actually, 17 and a half because the home half of the, of the ninth was not played. It was not played, yeah. Okay, so 17 and a half innings, 23 walks. Hartford has thrown 64 innings, 21 walks. Um, let me see another close number. 
something close. Cal State Bakersfield has thrown 30, uh, 97 innings, 37 walks. So basically, they've tripled, quadrupled the average. Yeah. Which is not good in and one the, game. The, hey, the typical rule is three walks per nine, one walk per three inning. Right, and that's like that's doable because that's that, that's that's what that's what you aim for the pitching staff: three walks per nine inning. And they had damn twenty three and seventeen and a half inning. And that's where those runs come from. I mean, thirty two total runs and yeah, like game. don't don't talk about you like offense and hitting. Yeah, they hit a lot of home runs, but they also walked twenty three dudes. That means you watched eighty ninety two pitches. Not for strike, just in walk. Yeah, and not, and that's if it's a four pitch walk every single time, which it was. That's what I'm saying, ninety two pitches in the game ended up were part of a walk. Like sickening. Dude, that sickening. is that is. I mean, my iPhone battery would have been dead before, before the fifth inning. <laughs> I would have been looking at my phone the whole time instead of watching that game. Yeah. Um, speaking of. Well, I guess this has nothing to do with what we're about to talk about. But um, how about playing a team eight times in a row, like Wichita State and Houston are about to do? Four they game series. Four. Yeah, four games one way, four games the other. I want to know who's in charge of scheduling because these teams are either going to like love each other and build best friends and become best friends by seeing each other so much or on the other end of the spectrum, hate each other and probably get in some kind of benches-clearing brawl sometime soon. I mean, that just can't happen. Eight straight games against one opponent, a, a, in like a rival opponent inside your own conference. How did that happen? And it's not even like they're close to each other. Like Wichita, Kansas, and, and Houston, Texas are very far apart. It's not like they went four games, like, okay, we'll stay close. We'll I mean, just they're flying a bit. That's probably. true. But anyway, yeah, dude. Imagine just like – I mean, as a starter, it's fine because you only face them twice and you're done. But think about it as a hitter. You're facing all their relievers. And as a bullpen guy, you're coming in probably four out of those five out of those eight games, four or five out of those eight games. And you got to hopefully face a different part of the lineup. But, yeah, dude, that sounds so annoying looking at the other team and their other dugout that many times. Right. Third base coach comes walking around. You look at the same dude for eight straight games. Eight, 72 inning. Yeah. I mean, that's just the little things in the game. When I'm in the dugout, I, I kind of break, we break, we talk about the third base coach. We talk about like his form. We talk about the kind of guy he, we think he is based on how he talks, the way he claps. His foot, <laughs> Everything is under the microscope. His foot positioning, like when he talks, is he like super elegant? Like some coaches, they have this little bit, I can't explain it. They have this little movement in them, it's super coachy. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, no, but like, not. like, dude, like they the way they move, like the way I don't know, dude. I can't explain it. There's some that are just normal people, some that are just super weird. The way the vibe they go, they're super baseball-y. Ew, gross. <laughs> super. And baseball-y. then, they, and then they're stop watching their back pocket. All these things. You just, right. And it's so annoying after eight games, you're playing like, dude, get this guy out of here. It's it's like dating a girl. Like you you see her so many times, and you're just like, like whoa, 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 like that's whoa, annoying. Wife, don't <laughs> let the wife hear this. Yeah, just little things annoy you. It's kind right, of like the third base of, coach. Speaking of wife and girlfriend, whatever, Ben, I'm not gonna say who it is or what team or anything. I'm just gonna keep it anonymous. But 
there is a player. I'm, I want to ask you how you feel about this. There is a player from said school. His sister also goes to the same school playing another sport. The baseball player had a teammate on the team who had been dating his sister for like, I, don't, yeah, I was in the Instagram rabbit hole or whatever, for like three years based on my calculation. So how would you feel about one of your teammates at college dating your sister at the same school, all y'all are at the same school, he's dating your sister? <laughs> well, I don't have any sisters, so I can't put this in my own perspective, but that, I mean, that better be a really good dude. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> like, he better be a good dude and be on his best behavior. Okay, but like, think about this. You and you and your sister at the same school, you're playing with her boyfriend on the same team. And like, let's just say you call your sister like, hey, mom brought a bunch of food. I'm coming to get it. And your teammate is chilling at her dorm or apartment or whatever. Or you go to a party and they're like hanging out. They like make out or whatever. And you're like, I just, and you're at practice and she's at the game cheering for like, and she like cheers when your teammate gets to hit. I, I, I just couldn't handle that. That's the real question. Like, is she cheering harder for her brother or for her boyfriend? <laughs> I hope she's cheering harder for her boyfriend, uh, her brother. Yeah. I Maybe. mean, you're in love. You're in love. You're going to cheer for, but dude, I, I, that's a dynamic I am not willing to go down. Yeah, that's a well, that's a weird subject. Uh, but think about, oh, dude, think about this. You're in the training, and it's at a small school, so mid-major school. So you're in the training room. Your sister's getting treatment, and you're in there like it's cool. Your sister, whatever. And then your teammate comes in. They're hanging out in the training room to get. Bro, I couldn't do it. <laughs> I couldn't either. Uh, props to them, though. I guess they they somehow like each other. But uh, anyways, let's talk mid-major baseball. Charlotte sweeps oh, FAU. We got to finish the SEC. We got to talk SEC. We're going to get to SEC. We're going to go mid-major first and then end up on the SEC. So right. mid-major, Charlotte sweeps FAU. That was surprising because I think we talked about it on Thursday, how you were like, oh, it's going to be a split. It's going to be a split. And I said, no, nah, Charlotte's going to win that series. And Oh, Ben, don't act like you knew Charlotte was going to – you were like, get out of here. They want, They made you look smart. Oh, yeah. No, I was all about the 49ers. They're uh, – they're a good team, man, and their best players aren't even playing. Like, their two best hitters are both hurt. Um, I saw, I think Kendall Rogers tweeted something about that, or one of the D1 baseball guys did, which was surprising because they're playing good ball right now. Definitely a top, you know, top mid-major program out there. First place in the them and Louisiana Tech and Old Dominion, I think, are all in first place for the Conference USA. So, Charlotte, How about FAU? Old Dominion, dude? How about freaking Old Dominion? We'll get there in a sec. 21 wins. 21 wins already. What state is Old Dominion in? Quiz. Quiz time. Old Dominion? Yeah. Virginia. Okay, good. I was just quizzing you. Please try me. Try me on that. That was an Old Dominion one. is in Virginia. Can, all right, let me ask you this. What city in Virginia? Uh, Old Dominion, Virginia. <laughs> dude, I have no clue. Oh, come on. Lynchburg. I don't know. Richmond. Old Dominion, Virginia. No way. Yeah. No way. I promise you. Old Dominion is a town in Virginia? Old Dominion is an unincorporated community in Albemarle County, Virginia. No way. All right, I'm looking this up. Old Dominion University. I'm serious. 
It's in, uh, it says it's in. Is it Norfolk? No. Arrington? Yeah, it's in Norfolk. But it. I don't know. That's weird. It says it's in Norfolk, Virginia, which is on the water. But I don't know. It said Old Dominion region, uh, the unincorporated. So it could be part of it. I don't know. Anyway, Charlotte. We're yeah, going to have, we're going to have somebody. Oh, it's in Norfolk. Okay. It's in Norfolk. That's what I was saying. But I wonder if Old Dominion, like that, what I just read to you, was like a little district in Norfolk. It might be. I think, I think because that's, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, Virginia, uh, Charlotte smacked the hell out of FAU. FAU is not the team we saw in the beginning. <laughs> they were um, ranked number one in our mid-major poll for a week. <laughs> I know. And <laughs> FAU, I mean, they're always a powerhouse in the Conference USA. So who knows if they turn things around and once we hit a conference tournament time, they'll be rolling. But, I mean, right now, if you're looking at the conference standing – for the um, conference USA, you're just like that. Might be like a four bid. Like conference USA might get more teams in the regional than the American Athletic no, Association. No, conference. Uh, I mean, dude, Ben, Louisiana Tech and Southern <laughs> Miss. Okay, who are you putting in after that? Old Dominion and Charlotte. Old Dominion and Charlotte. That's four. I mean, their RPIs are 26 and 27. It's still early for RPI. Not quite. It's starting to settle down. They're starting to get a little more accurate, but. Damn, dude. I mean, Charlotte and Old Dominion have to play their asses off the rest of the year to get in that large chance. Yeah, well, look, the American Athletic Conference might only get like one, maybe two teams in. East Carolina and then maybe Wichita State and Tulane, maybe. No, Tulane, Tulane, they're, they're in a tough spot. Right, that's what I'm saying. So... The American might only get two teams in. Like you might see teams like Houston and Cincinnati and South no, no. Florida. You're right. American is going to get two: East Carolina and then whoever wins the tournament. Because I bet you right. East Carolina doesn't win the tournament. When you're that high of a team, I don't know why, but it's, it's like never happened that you win your tournament as well. How sad is all it? The that... other at-large team need East Carolina to win the a the American Conference tournament, right? To free up a spot. But they're not going to win, and someone's going to be pissed off. That's how it works. So the American Athletic Conference, which we consider like uh, not a mid-major, is only going to get one, maybe two teams in as of right now. And then you have Conference USA, who's a mid-major conference, and they're going to get four probably in. That's weird to think about. Then there's Rice fighting to stay at 500. Good for them. Rice is fighting to not get relegated. (laughs) You know, I was talking about this with my dad this weekend. About relegation? No, about how football and the money football brings in has really hurt college baseball, like baseball schools, like Cal State Fullerton and Long Beach State and Rice, like these schools that don't have like big football programs who used to be powerhouses in college baseball, they're, they don't get the same money to bring in nice facilities and bring in uh, like really any kind of revenue to the school. So now these kids, instead of going to sign with Cal State Fullerton or Rice or Long Beach State, like traditional powerhouse, Wichita State's another one, who don't have like big football programs. That's a great point. They, they're they losing their baseball luster of saying like, hey, come to a baseball school. Now it's like you go to visit Arkansas and you're like, oh my God, this place is sick. They have all these development tools, all this money here, um, you know, 
I would rather go play here than go play at, you know, a mid-major baseball right, ben, school. I was talking with um, Matt Troop, who is the director of player development at San Diego. I was talking to him like for a while last night and he, he listened to the podcast. So I'm, I'm sure when he heard this, he's going to like have a little cute little smile on his face hearing us talk about him. But we were talking about Bandy and I know we're getting so off topic here, but I love this kind of talk. If you're, if you're, if you're Tim Corbin and you win the national championship this year, in my opinion, I'm retiring. Whoa, and he why? was like, because retire on a high note now in here, I'll give you my reason why you're Tim Corbin. You're watching Kumar every Friday and lighter every Saturday after they leave this year, nothing is going to satisfy him. Nothing is going to be good enough for him. And he goes, well, you know what? Vandy can just bring in two more of those. And I was like, that's a damn good point. I said, but Corbin is sitting in the dugout, taking phone calls from a crew, begging to come to his program. So he doesn't have to recruit he gets phone calls. Like, like he doesn't have to do anything. Oh, like I'm the recruits sitting, are begging him to go there. Okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he and I was like, yeah. So he'll probably just get two, another Kumar and another Jack Lighter. I'm like, the chance of that are slim. But dude, I'm, I'm sitting there like, dude, just retire. Win this national championship if you win it and retire because you're never going to have two pitchers this damn good ever again. You're crazy. You're never going to be. Sa- you're crazy. <laughs> Why would he retire? He's got the best job in college baseball. I know, dude. I know, but he's making I'm a thinking, ton of I'm, money to just fill I'm out a lineup card. Hey, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about it from a more just a hypothetical standpoint. Like he's never, he's gonna be thinking Doug, like, God, this guy sucks. He just walked two guys in the first. He just gave up a two-run homer in the first, and now I got to go to the bullpen in the fifth. Like I'm tired of this shit. I need somebody that can give me seven strong, seven strong with 15k, make it easy. You, like I'm kind of joking here, but you okay. see what I'm saying? I see why you're saying like, oh, it's not going to get any easier than this because, you know, you get generational talents and Kumar Rocker and Jack Leiter throwing two out of every four games a week. Um, but, dude, he's not going to retire. I he's, know he's not going to retire. He's got a pipeline now of just every year. He, he's the Nick Saban of college baseball. Like, every year he just gets the cream of the crop no, exactly. and he gets to develop those guys with the pitching lab that they have there and the uh, unbelievable assistant coaches. Like he's got the easiest job in baseball. He won't retire until either, you know, if a major league club comes up to him with a huge paycheck no, or no. I don't think Corbin will ever put himself through the stress of going through a big league club. He's got the easiest job in baseball, not the easiest. He's got the best setup in baseball that he built himself. Yeah. So he deserves all of that. Why would he leave? Basically, he's in the best position, stress free or stress less, like less stress. And he's going to win ball games, win national championship, and make whatever. He can literally probably write whatever number he wants on that check yeah. from Vanderbilt. They probably give him a blank check. All right, write however much you want. Yeah, it basically turns out to be like that. And But, yeah, so let's talk a little bit about Vandy while we're on the t- topic here. Jack Leiter finally gives up his first SEC hit, which only took about 20 innings. So, congrats. Hey. How you here? Let me put this in perspective. That is the first hit in SEC history off of Jack Leiter. He pitched how many? He only pitched one weekend last year in SEC play. He didn't. No, his no hitter was the first time ever throwing an SEC play. 
Oh, you're right. You're right. They and never got won. to SEC play last year. That's right. I thought maybe he pitched one one time last year. No, in SEC his play. freaking no hitter was the first time. Everyone's like, "Oh, just wait until he gets to SEC play." He's, right. He's, and then he th- goes out there and throws twenty damn sco- no hit inning. No hit innings. Not even just scoreless. No hit. Stupid man. I mean, I I saw Ben McDonald post a video on Twitter. For those who don't know Ben McDonald, uh, just look up a college baseball book. He's one of the best college baseball pitchers of all time. SEC or SEC legend, LSU legend. Was he number one overall pick at Oriole? Yeah, he was. Yeah. And and so he put a video out and he's like, look, I've covered college baseball for a long time. Uh, I've seen both of these guys pitch, Kumar Rocker and, and Jack Leiter. He's like, no offense to Kumar Rocker, but Jack Leiter is the number one overall pick. And it's not even close. He's, he literally said, and it's not even close. He said it's not even close. He said it's not even close. If I'm Kumar, I'm I'm throwing 101 next weekend, and I'm going all. I'm telling Corbin, I'm going all nine inning until they change their mind again. That's the best part about those two, is like they compete with each other, but they definitely respect each other. Kumar and Jack Leiter, and of course, we can be like every other college baseball outlet and just talk about them nonstop. But the uh, the just the how lucky we are to see those two on the same team. It makes me wish they were actually on opposing teams because I would love to see those two match up again in a game against each other because I don't think we'll see anything like it for the next five years. We'll see. We'll see. Anyway, let's talk about the, uh, the SEC. I know you got a few bullet points. Um, have we been nailing them? Oh, yeah. We've been nailing them all. So what I want to start with is Florida wins two out of three against Ole Miss. We kind of foreshadowed this on Thursday's podcast, like, Hey, Florida, this is a big bounce back weekend for them. They're facing the number one team in the SEC as far as like records go. Ole Miss was six and zero. They're at they're, they're hosting Ole Miss, and they have to win the series. If they don't win the series, the balloon just deflates, and you're not going to see. A good Let me team. ask you, Ben. Did you feel like watching Florida and Ole Miss? Did you just feel like Florida is the better team? They're it, it, they they just it just. When you watch Florida play like a good weekend, like the South Carolina weekend, they were a bunch of just douchebags. Like that was just whatever that weekend. They deserve to lose all the. But when you watch Florida, you're like, this is, this is the team to beat in the SEC. Other than Van- I mean, on the East, or other than I mean, other than Vanderbilt, like the way Florida played, they're just so like they're so talented. They're just so like Ole Miss. Is Wait, so we good said, we said we're not allowed to call Van- or Florida the most talented team anymore. Fuck, you're right. That was last Fuck. episode. You said it, not me. I said it too. But watching them play Ole Miss, you're just like, you know, Ole Miss is so good in Florida. Just handled business. Like it's so under, it's so frustrating that this team lose stupid games. They get swept at South Carolina, and then they'd come and just handle business. Yeah, like What's Texas A and M and Ole Miss, like they were coming in, like they were winning games. Ole Miss is good, and they just handled business. What's going to suck is like Florida's going to mess around all year and be a freaking two seed in a regional. No, they're not. What are you talking about? They're hosting. No, listen, I'm telling you, they're going to mess around the season. They're going to finish like in third ben, place behind ben. TCU. And, and have, you, have, you been, have you been drinking? Go get a bottle of water, like sober up. <laughs> I have my Florida smart water is, right here, buddy. Florida, <laughs> Look at that. Florida, smart water. Florida is hosting a regional. That is I'm not telling you that it's going to be funny whenever they mess around all year and they finish like the sixth best record in the SEC and they how, somehow how, get a two seed in a regional. How is it funny if it's not going to happen? It could happen. It's not going to happen. 
and I hope it doesn't happen. Not because I'm going to look like an idiot, but it's not going to happen. Dude, Dimitri, I'm telling you, I've seen Florida play pretty much every weekend because they're always on ESPN Plus at least or SEC Network. And those guys sometimes just don't want to be there at the field. Like they're sitting in fourth place right now in the SEC East. They're five and four in the SEC East right now. <laughs> so look, I'm telling you that I'm going to go through their schedule. They play at Tennessee next weekend. If they lose that series, that's not good. Six and six, okay. All right. Well, then they have Missouri and Auburn, which is bad, bad. That's six win. It should be at least five. Let's just say they mess up one game because I've seen them sleepwalk. And then they go to Vanderbilt, or they they host Vanderbilt. All right. Do you think think Florida – okay, let me ask you this. Do you think Florida, of all the team, the SEC, who has the best chance to take two out of three Vandy? Do you think it's Florida or, or Arkansas? But I don't know if Arkansas and Vandy are playing this year. They're not. Arkansas and Vandy I don't think are not. They are. I don't think they are. So um, do you think, I think Florida is, I think Florida has a better chance to take two out of three. They match up better than Tennessee does. Because Tennessee is just a big hitting team. They rate, and I think Leiter and Kumar can probably counter that a little bit better. than. Um, but I think Florida, I think they show up. I think they when the when it's time to play ball, like they probably thought they were going to go into South Carolina and win. Let's be honest. Yeah, no, they definitely did. Te- they t- Texas smacked them. They like they probably thought they were going to go into South Carolina and win. But I think Florida, is my, they have the best chance to take two out of three from Vandy. So let me just spin the question here a little bit for you. How many SEC teams are going to host this year? If you're so sure that uh, Florida is going to host. Okay. We'll just go down the list. Vanderbilt, lock. Arkansas, lock. Mississippi State, probably. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you just say Mississippi State, probably? That's a yeah. lock. Vandy, lock. Tennessee, lock. At this rate, South Carolina, lock. Florida, lock. Arkansas, lock. Ole Miss, lock. Mississippi State, lock. And that's it. That's three, five. That's eight teams. Yes, eight of the 16 regional hosts will be in the SEC. That's seven. Arkansas, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Vanderbilt, Tennessee, South Carolina, Florida. Seven. You think there's going to be seven SEC teams that host? Hold on. 2019 NCAA regional host. I think there was eight. I want to retrace my I'm going to tell you right now because this this is a good topic. No, bro, all those teams are locked. Vanderbilt lock, Tennessee lock. They're 24 and 5 and 72 in the SC. They're a lock for a regional. I mean, unless freaking 25 guys get COVID and 10 of them like can't play baseball again. Like, like that's the only like you know what I'm saying? Some just unrealistic thing would happen. Are you anyway. saying lock to make a regional or host a regional? Host. Okay. I, for a second, I thought you meant to make a regional. Oh, okay. I was like, well, no. In duh. 2019. Let's see. Yeah, 2019, Georgia, LSU, Arkansas, um, Vandy, Ole Miss, Mississippi State. That was six. There were six hosts in 2019. Okay, so let's say there's six this year. Out of those seven teams, who's the one that's most likely not going to host? Most likely not going to host? South Carolina? I would probably... Hmm... I would probably say it's a, it's between, today, if we, if we were making the decision today, South Carolina or Florida, but 
Um, so what I'm trying to say is imagine if Florida is a dang two seed and you know, they can turn it on and play the best baseball, like some of the best baseball in the country, if they care, like I would feel so bad being like a one seed, you know, somebody like, I don't know, Georgia tech hosting a regional and having Florida as a two seed, like that would literally like make Georgia tech just want to quit. Just be like, come on. No, I agree. Because Florida would be the best team there by far. (laughs) But anyways, yeah. So no, I think I think they're going to be seven: Vanderbilt, Tennessee, South Carolina, Florida, Arkansas, Ole Miss, and Mississippi State. Which I mean, I think they all seven deserve to host at this point. We'll see what what you know how the end of the season turns out. But no, I definitely agree with that. Something also that I want to talk about since we're talking SEC. How about us just ultimately jinxing Missouri and Texas A and M? We 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 posted a tweet that said. Why is Missouri even in the SEC when they were down like sixteen to nothing on Friday? Right, we will. I will gladly eat shit for that comment. Yeah, but but but, but hold on, but hold on. It's still relevant because geographically, okay, Ben. When you watch Missouri, like a college football game, they don't pass the SEC vibe check. They don't pass the environment check of the SEC. Kentucky even has a better environment than they do. Well, Missouri's been to two SEC football championships since they. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but I know they have, and the SEC East was pretty weak when they went to them. I guess. Let's be honest. Georgia and Florida were not that good when Missouri was going to them. Yeah. I mean, Aaron Murray; those were the Aaron Murray days, and whatever. But let's be honest. Missouri is 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 not an SEC school. Like I don't know how to. It's just the the, the atmosphere there. Like they, I'm not saying they're, all their sports teams suck. It's just it's more than just winning and losing on the field. It's the whole camaraderie of game day in Columbia, well, Missouri. What do you think about Vanderbilt, then? <laughs> if you think Missouri's that bad. Okay, look at the geographical position of Vanderbilt. It's right in the heart of the SEC, basically. No, it's not. It's the m- most northern team, isn't it? Tennessee is further north. Knoxville is further north. And no, they're not. Kentucky, it's like identical. It's like straight west from each other. Okay. But I'm saying, like, if you're going to get literal Knoxville in the mountain of Tennessee, and Kentucky is further north than that, too. Okay. And okay. Vandy is a short ride from Oxford, three, eight, four hours from Oxford. Like, so what team would you replace Missouri with? If I were to replace a team, right I've now. always said it. I've always said it. Florida State. I think we had this exact conversation like two weeks ago. Did we? Yeah, we did. But, but I, I, I would say Florida State or something. I know like Miami, Florida State, they would keep their rivalry and stuff. But dude, think about it. Wouldn't you put Florida State in there? Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I don't think the SEC is ever going to change. And Missouri is never going to leave. Like they're making so much more money for their athletic. No, no, hundred percent. They are. I guess but it's anyways, one of those things. Like once you're in, you're in. Like they can't just tell you to leave, right? They can. Uh, if, if you sign a contract, like a I ten guess. year ten year deal, you're in the conference ten year. Then you renew whatever. But speak. Let's let's talk about the Arkansas Auburn series. Yeah, how about Auburn, Auburn winning a game? That was surprising. Auburn was very close to starting SEC play zero and nine. They sure were. And they were also very close to winning a series at Arkansas. I know. It was like that back and forth, like you, that close. So listen to this. So listen to this. 
Arkansas bullpen. I watched I watched a good bit of this, and then I saw somebody break it down a little more. Arkansas bullpen faced 54 batters, 10 reach base, five hits, four walks, one hit by pitch, and three runs scored. So 10 out of 54 guys reached base, and only three of them scored, okay? So Auburn hitters, Arkansas facing Auburn hitters. Auburn bullpen, 43 batters faced, 29 of them reached base, 12 hits, 14 walks, three hit by pitches, and 10 scored. So 29 out of 43 guys reached base, and 10 of them scored. And look at the and look at, go look at the scores in those games. Yeah, I want to take this one step further, Dimitri. So I actually was doing research on Auburn. Like, why are they so bad? Why are they one and eight in SEC play? Listen to this stat. So out of the eight losses they've had in SEC, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of those eight losses have been by one or two runs. One or two runs they've lost by. Their one win was two to one. That was a one run game. The only game that they've played that wasn't a one or two run game in SEC was they lost 19 to 11 to Ole Miss, but they still scored 11 runs. So, by the way, by the way, that 19 11 game was stupid. Like, it was, it was, it was like Auburn was close and then Ole Miss would pull away. Yeah. So, like, pull away. Ole Miss was up 10 to nothing against Auburn. Actually, they were up. Auburn scored like so many runs in like the eighth inning or something. Yeah, it was 14 nothing Ole Miss. And then Auburn scored nine to make it 14 to nine. And then they gave up five in the bottom of the eighth. Yeah, so, that, that's what I was, yeah. But dude, like, is Auburn that bad? I, I don't think they're bad. Like, I think they're just. Let me, let me, let me put it this way. When, when Boston College beat them, we were like, holy shit, that's a big weekend for Boston College. Like, Auburn's good. And now you look at it. Maybe they're not that good because Boston College is not very good either. Right. Yeah. Boston College is kind of struggling in the uh, in the so, ACC. So it kind of all balance. It kind of all makes sense. Right. But again, like Auburn goes to or hosts Mississippi State this next weekend, and Mississippi State. I know their fans are going to look at Auburn's one and eight SEC record and their twelve and thirteen overall record and think, okay, we should win two out of three. But be careful. Because hold this on, hold on. Do you really think Mississippi State fans are good with two out of three? They want sweeps every. They weekend. want to sweep, but they will not sweep Auburn. That's the thing. They you will not sweep. So? They will not sweep Auburn they on just the road. Kentucky. They, but Auburn is better than Kentucky. Uh, maybe not. They got swept by Kentucky. Yeah, but I was about to every say. game was close though. I mean, every game was so close. So what I'm saying is, like Auburn has the ability to beat pretty much anybody in the SEC. They. They lost two one-run games to Ole Miss. They lost two one-run games to Kentucky. They lost two one-run games against Arkansas and beat Arkansas one game. The Dude, I'm telling you, Mississippi State's going to sleepwalk maybe that Friday and lose. We'll Just see. Watch. We'll see, but we'll talk about more of that later in the week. Yeah. Um, so another thing I want to talk about in the SEC is Tennessee winning two out of three against Alabama. Alabama is another team that's like way better than their record suggests. Now, Alabama's two and seven in the SEC, but they've already played Arkansas, Ole Miss, and Tennessee. So they've played nine, nine games against top five teams. They probably they play three out of the five best teams. Right, they've played three out of the five best teams, and you know they're hanging around now. Their their schedule gets so soft, Dimitri. Three at A and M. They host Auburn three games. They play three at Kentucky, and then they host Missouri three. So like that's twelve games. That's not hard. That's if we're talking SEC baseball, that's not that hard. 
That's why I said like the it, easier it, stretch of the schedule. Didn't I just say, or did I misspeak? I meant to say like their their schedule gets a lot easier. Yeah, you said it gets tough, and I'm like, well, yeah, SEC play is fucking tough. No, no, no. Oh, I did not mean tough. I, I misspoke. Um, I'm saying that their their schedule gets a lot easier. Like they're gonna be fine. Like they're two and seven right now. They have 12 games against very winnable opponents. They should win all of these series um, moving ahead. So like if they win every game or sorry, every series, and let's say they go eight and four, that puts them at 10 and 11 SEC record. Like that's good. You go 500 in SEC, that's an automatic bid to the regionals, in my opinion. So there you have it. But yeah, Tennessee, good club. You know, Tennessee had, you know, they lost on Friday, seven to four. And it was really like they were up four nothing in that game, and then they gave up six unanswered. I like Tennessee a lot. They won that extra inning games on or extra inning game on Saturday, four to eight, uh, or eight to four. Wow. And then they win a one run game on Sunday today. So I don't know if that says more about Tennessee not being as good as we think they are, or if Alabama is much better than what we think. But that's what I'm saying. Like when the SEC schedule like every weekend you cannot sleepwalk you cannot sleepwalk because no, any team cannot. can beat anybody every every game is so hard every weekend is so it's hard so hard and and but moving on the uh we already talked about texas a&m just falling apart and collapsing against missouri and oh we got to talk about Ole miss and florida did we, we already did. talk about we already okay. we did. sorry all right so let's 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 do a question for you here <clears throat> SEC tournament starts tomorrow. Other than Vanderbilt, who are you picking to win it? Arkansas. For sure? Probably. I would probably pick Arkansas. Or, okay, if you, if I, if, let's say outside of Arkansas and Vanderbilt, I would say. Let, let's, let's refresh. Uh, that was a terrible honestly, question. I would, honestly, I would say Florida. Let's, let's, um, let's refresh or like re-ask this question. So with what SEC team with a losing record right now in SEC play could you see winning the tournament? So you have – your choices are Georgia, Missouri, Texas A&M, Alabama, LSU, and Auburn. Who would I take? To win it. Out of those five, uh, 16? Hmm, the best team out of those 16? Honestly, dude, I would probably take Texas A&M or Alabama. I think I'm leading Alabama there. I'm I'm totally out on LSU. I think LSU is not good. Sure, they just got swept by Vanderbilt, but I'm out. I'm out on LSU. I I'm just if, out. If Alabama can learn how to win a close game, I might go with Alabama. What about Auburn winning a close game? <laughs> They've played them yeah, way more. I know, but I know, but they uh, Alabama got better weapons in the bullpen when they're fully healthy. That's They've true. got way better weapons when they're healthy. But, I mean, um, there's if, there's really no team besides maybe Missouri and Georgia. I don't even think Georgia's very good either. And, and I, I mean, obviously they're better than most teams in the country. Like, definitely a top 50 team in the country, I would say. But compared to SEC, I don't think they are. Like, I don't think they're very good. I don't think LSU's very good. Missouri, I don't think is very good. Kentucky, kind of, like – Decent, a lot better they're, than I thought they were going to be. They're a good team. They're a good team. They're eighteen and seven. Yeah, they're a good team. No, a hundred percent. 
And yeah, so they lose two. I mean, they lost two one-run games at Mississippi State. Not no, bad. Kentucky is good. Not, I said not bad. Like, just getting swept on the road. Not not bad. <laughs> yep. So anyway, so let's do our uh, let's do our top twenty-five in mid-major power ranking. All right, let's do it. Let's start with the uh, bottom ten, just because I think that's the funniest thing we do. <laughs> All right. The bottom 10 is uh, definitely always anchored by our boys over at Missouri Valley State. No, Mississippi Valley State. Wow, that was dumb. Mississippi Valley State, the Delta Devils, 0-12 this year with a negative 158 run differential. They're just the worst team of all time. Alabama A&M, and I can say that with confidence because they still have us blocked on Twitter, so whatever. Alabama A&M is at number two. They're at a negative 145 run differential. Arkansas Pine Bluff, they're negative 131 run differential. North Alabama gets back into the rankings after we had them out for just a second, but they're 4-20 and with a negative 111 run differential. And then we get Texas Southern, negative 97 run differential. Utah Valley, the Wolverines are negative 86 run differential. Prairie View A&M, negative 55 run differential in only 14 games, so that's not good. North Carolina A&T, they're 7-21 and with a negative 82 run differential. UC Davis, 7-19, and negative 60 run differential. And then Northern Colorado, the Bears, sitting at number 10. They're very close to getting out. They're, they're working their way out. They're a negative 37 run differential. How about, how, about, how about Holy Cross? They were in it last week. They went 5-0 and this week, including a walk-off today. And they graduated from it. Yeah, we we've graduated like three or four teams this year. I mean, North Grambling. Alabama, North Alabama came back for their masters. <laughs> yeah, they did. They, they graduated, came back for their but they wanted they they wanted more. They wanted to come back, so they're back for their masters. And the best part about seeing a team graduate, like we saw it with Grambling State a few weeks ago, is like their players retweet the stuff and like get hyped up, like, "Hey, we're out of the rankings, let's go!" And it's just funny. They get the the notoriety those guys get, even though it's. I guess there's no such thing as bad publicity, but this is not good publicity. <laughs> but I mean, the players, like Holy Cross players, were tweeting at us, like pretty pumped up that they were out of the rankings. And so we, we've motivated some teams to get out, but Mississippi Valley, they're going to stay there forever, man. They, they're terrible. They're, they're not moving, dude. They're a disgrace. They I would might put be, a, they, they might be number one all year, and they might a, be the preseason number one next year. Yes, there's a lot of high school teams that would run rule that team. I really think that. Oh, dude, that's a great question. Is there a high school like that? Like the college and pro argument that people make is the worst argument ever. No college team will ever beat a pro team. And, That'll and never like happen what, ever. Football or basketball? Anything. Well, I mean, there's college teams that beat pro teams in like spring training. Like, I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. But that's spring training. That's not their real starting nine. No, I think like, it could know, happen. It could happen in baseball. You think? You think if I threw Garrett Cole out there? Okay, who's the worst team in Major League Baseball? The Orioles? They're 3 0. No. no, whoa, whoa, whoa. The worst team in baseball is probably the Royals. No, no. Maybe the Pirates, like top okay, to the bottom. Pirate. The Pirate. Who's their who's their ace? Who's the Pirates' ace? I don't even I, know who the Pirates ace is. <laughs> I don't know. Man. I was gonna say something like Chris Archer or something. No, he's not. Chris Archer's with the Pirates, right? No, I think he just signed with the. Uh... Or part? No, Archer went to Tampa Bay, and then he went somewhere else, right? Well, he was. All right, anyway, anyway, anyways. anyway, <laughs> the Pirates. Let's just say they the Pirates are smacking. The, are, if they play Jack Leiter, 
or play, let's say they play Vandy. The Pirates are beating them. Well, I mean, I'm not saying they're going to win 10 out of 10 games, but they're beating them. Yes, I'm just saying, like, it's possible in baseball. It's not possible in the NFL or NBA, I don't think. Let me ask you this. If you throw, if you play Vandy, Wood Bats, Vanderbilt versus the Pirates, you're telling me you're not, you don't think the Pirates are going to win? No, the Pirates would win probably 99 times out of 100. But okay. what I'm saying is okay. it's possible so, to win in college. Like, a college it's, baseball okay, it's team. more likely in baseball, yes. I agree. It's more yeah. likely. But anyway, I think there's a, a large number of high school baseball teams that are beating Mississippi Valley State. Yes, I agree. I think there's a large amount that would laugh at Mississippi Valley State. I think State. my high school team would beat Mississippi Valley. Yeah. We need to get some some live streams from them because I want to see what they actually look like playing. We're just going off the numbers. Um, I don't really need to see them actually playing. The numbers speak for themselves. I need to go visit a game. I'm going to go to one of their home games coming up. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'll send somebody so, out there. Hey, if you, make sure you keep one of the ticket stubs. I will. I'll that's, sell it on that's, eBay. That, that's a moment. I'll sell it on eBay. Um, so anyways, uh, mid-major top 25. Whoa, easy. You don't say that phrase. We'd get sued. Mid-major no, power rankings. Mid-major power rankings. So starting at the bottom, Florida Gulf Coast comes in at 25, Gonzaga 24, Western Carolina 23, Cal Baptist 22, Florida Atlantic drops down to 21, USC Upstate is at 20. Uh, and then you get you know UNC Charlotte, who just swept, they're number 19, UNC Wilmington at number 18, Southeastern Louisiana comes in at 17, Stetson, the Hatters come in at 16, Ball State 15, Sacramento State 14, Old Dominion 13, Liberty Flames 12, UC Irvine Ant Eaters at 11. Now that brings us to the top 10, which things get kind of bunched up here, in my opinion. The I mean, there's teams like Southern Illinois who lost three out of four this weekend after starting 19 and one. Now they're 20 and six. They've lost five of their last six games. Not a good look after losing to Little Rock and now. And guess what? Little Rock got absolutely destroyed by Arkansas State. They got swept at home. Or I don't know where they played, but. So I don't know what's going on with Southern Illinois right now. I don't know. They're just giving up a lot of runs. Their pitching is giving up a lot of runs. Um, Their hitting is fine. They're they're still hitting. They're just pitching is giving up runs. So usually how that works is. The pitching is going to get better, then the hitting slows off. But if their hitting stays the same, they're going to start winning a lot of games again. And maybe right. this is the great time for them to get cold and then heat up again. Hey, that's what we always talk about. It's about how you start the season, how you finish the season. The middle doesn't really matter. It's all about peaking at the right times. But uh, number 10 is San Diego. Number 9 is San Diego State. So a little crosstown rivalry there. Both top 10 mid-major teams. Going to be fun to watch them play out the rest of the year there. Coastal Carolina is kind of sleepwalking right now. Dude, they're only 14 and nine. Like, I feel like they've had a lot of games canceled. So it's hard to judge them. They've only played 25 games when a lot of teams have played like 28, 29. So they're at number eight. Louisiana, we've seen them bounce around the top 10 everywhere from number one to number 10, back down to number seven this week. Saluki's at number six. Southern Illinois, like we were just talking about, loses three out of four this weekend. So not a good start there. Dallas Baptist is on the rise again. They're at number five. Always a good program. Um, someone that we expect to see in Omaha one day. Maybe not this year, but in the future. They definitely have the talent to. And then Southern Miss, number four. 
Another good weekend from them. Indiana State, number three, who's quickly rising up our boards. Um, and then Santa Barbara is finally back at number two, who we had ranked number one earlier this season. They're close to getting it all figured out. They went through a cold stretch already. I think they're starting to heat back up. And then number one, who else other than Louisiana Tech, who's 20-7 and seven this year, leading the way in the Conference USA, ranked number 17, I believe, in our top 25. So thank God for Louisiana Tech because Louisiana State, LSU, has been terrible this year. Um, and then UC, Irvine, or sorry, UC Santa Barbara, they are actually ranked 24th in our top 25. So we have two mid-major teams in the top 25 there. Um, anything you want to say about the mid-major power rankings? Um, this week was pretty quiet for the most part. Uh, the top five, top six, they're all so good. They're all really good teams. And majority of them might, they're probably going to end up being two seeds. You think a lot of those like top 10 teams are going to be two seeds? I mean, okay. So I think Santa Barbara will be a two seed. Indiana State could be a two or a three. Southern Miss, two seed. Dallas Baptist probably could end up being a two seed. Southern Illinois, I, they're going to be a three seed. I just know it. They're going to be a hell of a three seed, too. They're going to be a three seed. Louisiana, Lafayette, um, Coastal Carolina, San Diego, San Diego State, all probably going to be three seeds, and they're going to be nasty. They're going to be dangerous three seeds. I mean, think about it. Yeah, we'll see, though. We'll see, though. I think, I think there's a lot of competition. How many of these top 25 mid-major teams do you think get in to the tournament? What? How many of these mid-major top 25s or power rankings, 225, um, how many of these do you think get into the tournament? Maybe 15 of them? Get into the tournament? Well, are you considering at large or automatic qualifier or Both. total? Both, total. Like of these 25 say, teams. I would say about – 12 to 15 maybe yeah that's what i'm thinking too like not all of them are going to be fortunate enough to make it like some of them need to win their conference to get in just because a lot of these conferences are just one bid leagues like the socon and a sun and um trying to think of the other ones around there the mac those kind of conferences so i, I think between 12 and 15 of these on the list and then plus you're going to have more teams heat up towards the end of the year play good baseball and get onto the list but I'm I'm always a big I'm a big mid major fan. I love watching these guys in the tournament, just because they'll be three seeds and they'll throw their ace against you know maybe a second tier ACC team or a Big Twelve team and they'll beat them, and then they'll be one win away from you know beating a one seed and kind of owning the bracket, getting beat twice. So every year we see a three seed win that win the regional at least one and go to a super regional. So anyways, let's go and end the show here on the top twenty five. Nebraska comes in at number 25. They are finally in the bracket after or not the so bracket, so Ben. Let's, let's talk about that real quick. It was a it was like a toss-up between Michigan and Nebraska. Indiana got boat race. They lost, they got four games, they got swept in a four-game series by Ohio State. I saw that. Um Michigan and Nebraska are both good, but I just I just think Nebraska has been a little more consistent and a little more dominating in their win. Um, and I know you said that, you know. You had your argument, but I think we we both agreed that Nebraska was just more deserving for this week. It could change next week. Yeah, no, I mean, do the Big Ten 
I mean, it's a mess right now. It's hard. It's hard. You can't. You can't gauge them. You can't gauge anything because I mean, you look at the bottom and it's like per- Purdue, Penn State, Maryland, Illinois, Michigan State. Like those teams are so bad, but like they've been winning games. And then you have like Rutgers and Northwestern are sitting at five and six in the Big Ten rankings, which is just weird because I forget those teams even have baseball programs. But it's really going to come down to the top four teams: Michigan, Nebraska, Ohio State, Indiana. Those four, I think, are the only four regional teams in that conference. Right now, Michigan and Nebraska are both tied at 13 and 5. They don't play out of conference games. So it's like, how can we gauge that? Like, how good is this team? How good is this conference? Uh, we saw, Ohio, like, for example, we saw Ohio State four games sweep Indiana. Well, Indiana is still 11 and 7 in the conference, and Ohio State's only 12 and 7. It's just, it's weird, man. It's going to take a long time for us to adjust to the Big Ten. Who knows if they're good? I mean, they might be great. This might be the best conference in baseball. We just don't know. <laughs> we just no, don't that's know. what I'm saying. We, they could be the best teams in the country. Yeah, we would we have just no don't know idea. It. The stupid non-conference schedule, they just don't play. Yeah, like, bro, literally every team in the country is playing teams from anywhere, anywhere, and they are doing, they are doing this bullshit. Like they're traveling to like South Carolina, like in the beginning of the season to play in like these tournaments or like San Antonio. Like if you're going to travel that far, why can't you play a team in a different conference? Like, I don't get it, man. I don't get it, but whatever. I mean, we'll see. We're, we're not going to know what the big 10 is like, like the big 10 could get into regional play and like Michigan and Nebraska could be two seeds somewhere and they could just get absolutely steamrolled in that regional. And like, we would just never know until we get there. Or like one of those teams might host a regional because the NCAA committee always tries to gift the Big Ten with a with a host. And like they might just lose to a four seat. Like they might get like Western Carolina or like somebody like USC Upstate game one and just get destroyed. We we don't know. We we don't know. So like we have no idea. We're not gonna put too much effort into it. But um, we have Nebraska ranked twenty fifth. We think they're the best team in that conference. They look good this weekend, um, so whatever. We'll roll with it. But anyways, UC Santa Barbara comes in at 24. Virginia Tech, the Hokies, they're tied for first in the Coastal Division for ACC with Georgia, uh, Georgia Tech. That's good. That's I mean, that's worthy of being ranked in the top 25. Absolutely. And then you have Miami, who went 4-0 this week. They're 16-8 and on the season. They're ranked 22. Right in front of them is Florida State, who went 3-1 and this week. They're 15-9. and and then Georgia Tech, who went one and two, lost the series to Virginia. They're 14 and nine there. Uh, next, we got two back to back Pac 12 teams Arizona and UCLA coming at 19 and 18. Arizona went two and one against Arizona State and UCLA. Dude, I'm so tired of UCLA, by the way. I just want to make a side note. I'm so, 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 so tired of them. I know. I know. Get them out of I my know. lives. Get them out of my lives. But they took two out of three from Arizona and they, they're going to beat all the good teams. Then they're going to, like, like it's like it's like an on off switch. They lost two out of three to Washington. I know. Like Tim so. Lincecum isn't on Washington anymore. It's a joke. I mean, we'll they're, just, they're the most. No, I know the UCLA. Like, like they're a top twenty-five team, but they're the most annoying team. Them, yeah, them in Florida, dude. Both of them are just so annoying. As far as have all the talent in the world, they just sleepwalk and they wait, don't care. Wait, 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 wait. We said that we're not gonna. We said we're, we're not gonna say that they have all the talent. Yeah, whatever. I mean, they we we've said that, but they do. Like, maybe maybe we're just so wrong and they don't. But we can't say that because they will smack. They like they take two out of three from. They sweep Texas A and M. They beat Arizona. They beat Ole Miss. Like 
So I want, I want to anyway, go on record. I want on. to go on record and say if Florida and UCLA face each other in the national title game this year, I will quit college baseball forever. I'll no, quit it won't. forever. I'll, I'll, no, you I'll, won't. That's that's what makes the great sport so great. If I, those teams are in the national championship, that is awesome. I will give up college baseball forever. I'll okay. go. I'll go cover Korean baseball, the KBO. <laughs> Just get me. That, get that would Florida. be fun. Get UCLA and Florida out of my life right now. They so inconsistent. They make me look dumb. But whatever. Louisiana Tech comes in at seventeen. <laughs> Change of pace. Love this mid-major team. I think they're the best mid-major team in the country. They look good. They're twenty and seven overall. Oregon State comes in at sixteen. They went three and one this week. They're twenty and six overall. TCU, number one team in the Big Twelve right now, who's six and zero in conference. Uh, they're at number fifteen. Definitely on the rise though. Like if a couple more good weekends especially against this Texas Tech club they play this next weekend, they could jump into the top 10 very quick. Very, very quick. Uh, East Carolina comes in at 14. They went 5-0 and this week. They have 22 wins on the, on the season. Really good start for East Carolina. Really turned things around when they walked off North Carolina earlier this week. And then we have Florida, or sorry, Oregon at 13, Florida at 12, Oklahoma State at 11. Oklahoma State right outside the top 10. They went 3-1 and this week, 18-7-1 on the season. Good team, uh, them, TCU, Texas Tech, and Texas, four best te- uh, Big 12 teams by far. The rest are kind of like just a, a whole notch below. Anyways, uh, Notre Dame ranked first right now in the ACC as far as like standings go. I guess Louisville is technically percentage points ahead. But they're one and one right now this week. They play again tomorrow, and if they win that against Pitt, they will be 13-5 and five on the season. Uh, South Carolina – Keeps climbing back to number nine in the polls. They went three and one this week, won two out of three against Georgia, 19 and seven overall. Mississippi State sweeps this week, three and oh against Kentucky, 20 and seven. They're number eight. Texas Tech just embarrasses their program this weekend, losing two out of three to Kansas State, but they're still 20 and six this year. No big deal. No big deal. No big deal. They're 16 and one at home, and that's going to be fun because they actually host TCU this next weekend. Ole Miss loses two out of three to Florida. Like we said, Florida actually wanted to be there this weekend. There's that. They're 21 and six. Louisville, um, they went two out of three against Wake Forest. They lose their midweek game. So they went two and two this weekend. Yep. 18 they and lost to Cincinnati on that walk off. That's right. They did lose to Cincinnati. And then Texas jumps up. We got back to back UT teams Texas and Tennessee, four and three, respectively. They both went three and one this week. And uh, Texas is 20 and eight. Complete turnaround from what we thought this season would be. And then Tennessee is 24 and five. And I believe Tennessee has the most win- wins in college baseball at 24. They do. They do. Yep. And then Arkansas, three and one this week, 22 and four overall. Lose a game on Friday to Alabama, but come back and win the series. That's good. And then, I mean, it's not even close who the number one team in the nation is right now. It's Vanderbilt, 23 and three. Their three losses were all on Sunday. They're not losing a Friday or Saturday game all year. Dude, it's, it's going to come. There's no way they go this whole season without losing a single one. I think Either one they of them. do. I think they do. You think they both go? I'm not saying. I think. Unde- okay. You think they both go undefeated? I think Kumar Rocker and Jack Leiter both go undefeated. I don't know if Vanderbilt will win every Friday and Saturday game, but I don't think any team's going to give. Okay. 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 And a non, a no decision. Okay. You're yeah, saying, they, you're they, saying could, they might lose the game, but they're going to get the no decision. They might get a no decision like team loss, but so you don't think Kumar or Jack Leiter will take an L. No, I, dude, they're so good. We'll see. We'll see. I hope they do. 
just, for, I, the, just for the sake of the sport. Right. And I like being the contrarian guy. I like looking at things the opposite, like, oh, you know, somebody could beat them. Somebody, and I'm just, I'm done with it, man. It's just, it's not worth wasting my energy. I don't think any team beats them this year. No, I hear you. I hear you because I, I, I have a hard time believing it, but I want it to happen. So I'm going to believe it happens. Could they say, if you believe it enough, it'll happen. So I'm just going to believe it enough that it's going to happen. What's going to happen is they're going to go undefeated in the regular season and then lose to a four seed uh, game oh, one of dude. a regional and oh, then lose the next game. I cannot, w- I, I cannot wait. I, I mean, okay, dude, I know I want, I want in Omaha, I want the best team, but I love storylines. I love just hype. I want to see a four seed running out of the dugout after they just beat Vanderbilt opening night of the regional. You, just some scrappy automatic qualifier team. Just, Beat, beat Kumar Rocker Friday night, and they come running out the dugout for their high five shake, and they're just lit. They're just lit. Yeah, the you you understand how big it could be for college baseball to grow as a sport if we get Jack Leiter and Kumar Rocker pitching in Omaha this year. Like the ratings will be through the roof. Oh, for the national the the championship series. Well, not even the championship. I'm just saying, like with the draft scheduled, isn't this isn't it scheduled like the week before Omaha? I don't know. I, I, I could I have know. that wrong, but yeah. I thought, I, I thought they pushed the draft back. They might have pushed it back, but if those two are going to go one, two overall, just imagine all the ratings that are going to be going on. Like the, it's going to be the highest ratings of College World Series history if those two guys are, are pitching in it, which they should. We'll see. We'll see. But and especially like Super Regional as well, those ratings are going to be incredible as well. But, anyways, that pretty much does it for the show here today. We uh we will be back on Wednesday night with a new episode and then Thursday night as well. And but yeah, we've uh we had a lot of stuff to talk about from this week. Some good matchups coming up next week. We're going to try to get you a good guest Wednesday night, someone that maybe is or at least Thursday for our pickup series. We didn't get any good guests last week that I can think of, did we? No, we didn't have any guests last week. Jake Mangum was the last one. That was two Thursdays ago. Yeah, no, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a guest on this week. Uh, guest, maybe two. Um, we've just been busy, and it's that time of the year where you're just kind of cruising through the middle until you get to towards the finish line, and then everything just starts booming. Pacing ourselves because we're gonna yep. we were busy, busy, busy to start the year, and then we're gonna be even busier uh, once conference tournament play rolls around, regional, super regional. We're coasting right now. You guys just hang with us, but. Anyways, um, we'll be back Wednesday night with a great episode. Great uh, weekend and another one coming up. Yes, sir.